0: Welcome to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you'll never miss a minute.
1: The parks, casino, and sportsbook New Jersey Chime Time is 610 on a Friday morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Eric Scott. Bill Spadia is off today. 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. So much to talk about this morning, including this outbreak of norovirus that is making everybody sick. I love the fact how in, in the newscast they described it as unpleasant symptoms. Uh, yeah, that would be a stretch. Anybody who's had that knows it's unpleasant. Everything comes out of both ends. Uh, but we want to start this morning talking about jury duty. Um, Producer Kristen, it was... <sighs> I don't know who has jury duty stories but it always is interesting to find the creative ways that people have to get out of serving on a jury.
2: Oh well, it's it's funny and I actually know people who enjoy jury duty cuz they're I don't know they they they're interested in in the cases that they're that they're sitting on but I knock on wood because now that I've said it I'm sure I'll get something in the mail <laughs> next week have never been called for jury duty. I feel like I have a reason and an excuse to get out of it, although I'm not sure if I can still use it because I feel like everyone does. I I come from a law enforcement family.
1: Oh, true, right?
2: I do. But I don't know if that works.
1: Um, And you have small kids at home. That's true. There's a child care issue there.
2: That's true. That's funny. I never thought of that.
1: (laughs) Do you want to serve? No. Oh, you don't want to do it? (laughs) No,
2: absolutely not. I have always
1: wanted to serve. Um, but for the longest time, much like background with law enforcement, media typically were excluded because oftentimes we were familiar with cases or things like that. And it's right. So I finally got called. This was years ago. I finally got called in Mercer County, and in Mercer County, you have to show up at a parking lot, and then they bus you to the courthouse oh, downtown.
2: Interesting. So it's okay. an all-day
1: thing. So I did try to get out of it. I called, and I was. I talked to the jury um, coordinator, and I was like, "Hey, listen, I'm a member of the media. I'm going to be excluded." Um, so can we just do that now? Nope, you gotta go through the process. Oh. So down I went, I go through the process, I get into the first voir dire. This is a criminal case that I was that it was being voidiered for. So I'm sitting in the jury box, and the judge is looking at me, and I'm looking at the judge, and then the judge looks at me and he goes, Media is not allowed in the courtroom for voidir.
2: Oh, look at that.
1: And I said, Judge, I'm here as a potential juror. And he says, All right, let's take care of this right now. Do you know anybody in this courtroom? (laughs) And I'm like, yes, Your Honor. He goes, Who do you know? Well, you and I used to coach football together. Wow. I played golf with a prosecutor, and I've known the defense attorney for 30 years. You're excluded.
2: Yeah, get out.
1: (laughs) And off I off I went. And as I walked out the door, I looked at the jury coordinator and I said, I told you so. Right. But then I had to take a cab to get back to the parking lot to get to my car to get. Oh, yeah. What they didn't, a
2: waste of time a waste and of time. a day off. And a day oh, off. Yeah. Boy. But
1: it was, I did kind of wanted to serve. I, I, I would like to have that experience mm-hmm. just once. What has your experience been either serving on a jury or getting out of jury duty? 1 800 283 1015 is their telephone number. Nick in Little Egg Harbor. You're first on New Jersey 101.5. So as a union member, Nick, how did that factor in? to you getting out of jury Um,
3: duty? Yeah, it's been a while since I got called for it, but the last time I got called was years ago. And I just say that I'm a union carpenter, and I don't get paid. Because I don't get paid when I take off.
1: Nick, is somebody yelling help in the background?
3: It's my apprentice next to me.
1: Is he okay?
3: He's okay. He's trying to be funny, but he's not. (laughs) I'm making a serious call. But, yeah, I'm a union member. I don't get paid, Eric, so... I just always sold them that and I have to get my daughter off the bus.
1: And they and they accepted that. All
3: right, I get it. I, Nick I didn't even have to show up. Oh, you
1: didn't even have to go. Nope. Oh, okay. I said it right
3: on the phone. Yeah.
1: Interesting. All right, Nick, thanks for calling New Jersey one oh one point five. That's the way to get out of it. If you can get it done right away on the phone. Ed in West Creek, you're on New Jersey one oh one point five. You're a frequent call to jury
4: duty member, right? Yes, sir. Good morning. Uh, I've had five occasions. Uh, many years ago was the first three. Uh, I always claimed that I was, which I was, a volunteer firefighter in a small town, and I had uh, 24-7 towing service. So I got excused for two local ones and one Supreme Court.
1: Oh, wow. You got called for a Supreme Court. or, or, or No, Superior Court, right.
4: Superior, yeah. Yep, And, and then... Uh, I guess right around when COVID started, I uh, got served, I tried calling, they didn't want anything to do with it. So then they said I had to go through the Zoom call. I waited through, I don't know, 10 or 12 other prospective interviews you gotta watch. And I just made it clear to them that I had no interest in serving whatsoever. I was not going to be objective and probably uh, just had bad thoughts about everything and they excused me.
1: Well, and I don't know that that is the proper way to get out of jury duty to, to say that you're right out going to be biased. But, all right, good luck. What's your experience Ben, in getting out of jury duty? Or did you give an excuse and they were like, nope, no good anymore. you got to come in and serve. 1-800-283-1015. Thomas, Steve, got to hear Fred's story coming up, too. That's after an update of traffic and weather next on New Jersey 101.5. 622 on New Jersey 101.5. It is a Friday morning, and we're talking about your excuses to get out of jury duty. What was successful? What excuse did you offer that wasn't successful? 1-800-283-1015. Steven Bayville, you're on New Jersey 101.5. You've got an interesting story, and it starts with you being arrested once?
5: Yes. Uh, what had happened was I was arrested for drunk driving and i probably would have been convicted but the state submitted evidence of, okay in the form of uh, when they give you the uh, the breathalyzer test e- each and every breathalyzer machine has to have proper paperwork that has been called calibrated properly and well either they didn't have it or wasn't they submitted the uh, uh, paperwork to a different machine that was not the one that i breathed in, that I, I i breathed into And uh, the judge, my my lawyer, luckily I had a lawyer that picked up on it right away, and the judge promptly threw it out of court. But it left an indelible uh, mark on me uh, against the justice system in this state. And so when I was called for jury duty years later, I relayed that story to the judge as to why I don't feel I would be a fair and impartial juror because of my experience. And he dismissed me out of that courtroom faster than you could say, "boo."
1: Wow.
5: Huh. Uh, yeah. So he even asked me uh, who the prosecutor was. I do well, He's been retired. Since, huh. so it doesn't matter. But I I did tell him. And he said, huh, OK, I guess he put that in his notebook, you know. That's but a unique that... experience. It really kind of, you know. Uh, I I could it, see, Steve, kinda,
1: how that would sour you to the whole criminal justice system. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, I, some of them are unique circumstances. Um, but what's worked for you, or what hasn't worked for you, um, Fred? You're the Hunterdon County Sheriff. You're currently serving as the Hunterdon County Sheriff. Is that true?
6: That's correct, Eric.
1: All right, Fred Brown. All right, just want to double check. Just because, it would. welcome to New Jersey 101.5. I appreciate that. And we've heard about jury scams. You had one going on in your county, right?
6: Yes, and it's quite a common scam. But this particular one was a doctor in Flemington that I knew, have known for years. He comes into my office, <clears throat> knocks on the door, and, you know, I greet him. And he said, um, look, I just want to come in and apologize about the jury duty thing. He said, I paid my fine, and, you know, everything's good. Ugh. And I said, hey, I said, we, we don't, first of all, I've never arrested any, had anyone arrested for jury duty for not appearing. And we never, ever take money over the phone. And that's the biggest thing for people to realize. Anybody that calls and says they want to be paid by a money card, hang up on them and do not do anything. Because this poor guy lost several thousand dollars. And to really put the icing on the cake, all he had to do was give them the numbers off the back of the money card. So they Uh. had his money. They then told him to report to the sheriff's office.
1: Oh, you're kidding me!
6: So it was almost like a slap in the face. And
1: all. you said, Fred, this guy was a doctor. Yes. So he obviously was not, you know, a simple man.
6: Right, right, right. And and you know, and it. But I mean, I routinely we get calls on this to where they say, "Oh, the sheriff's office is looking for you because you owe, uh, you didn't appear for uh, for jury duty," and that. We might possibly call if there was a warrant and say, you know, you have to come in and take care of it. But never, ever would we ask for money over the phone.
1: Uh, Sheriff Brown, I really appreciate that advice. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5 to share that. Yeah, I mean, it, there, why, people ask me all the time, why do these con men continue to try to do this? That's why. Because it works. How have you gotten out of jury duty? 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. Uh, Gina in Parlin, you're on New Jersey 101.5. You're one of those people that likes to serve jury duty, right? You
7: know, it's
8: not that i like to serve. I feel like it's your duty and I don't understand it drives me crazy when people are like, oh, just say this or lie about that. You, It's your duty. I feel like that's why I served four times because everybody else BS's is their way out of it. And then it's like people like me who get stuck doing it constantly.
1: Well, thank goodness that you do do it, Gina. And I don't disagree with you. I, I do think that it is the duty to serve. I mean, we are guaranteed a fair and speedy trial by a jury of our peers. And, you know, if all of our peers are trying to get out of it, then, you know, what's the you know what's the point? And it makes you wonder who's left. Heaven forbid you should ever have to go to trial. Have you thought about the people that might actually be sitting on your jury?
8: You know what? I just went through something where I was the victim. And when I was called up, this particular jury I just finished on Wednesday was really horrible. It was um, child pornography. So who wants to sit on a jury for that? Like, they told you right up front. And they said, do you think you could be? And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be. I don't want to do this. But... If I was on the other side, I would want someone like me sitting
1: in that box. Well, that's a fair point, Gina, and I really appreciate that. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, I mean, it is our duty to serve. It is one of those things that we have to do as productive members of society. But I don't know many people that are like Gina that, you know, are either willing to do it or really want to do it. 1-800-283-1015. How have you gotten out of jury duty? Or did you give them your best excuse and they went, nope. You're still serving anyway, and what was that experience like? 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. Joe, Thomas, Jim, I really hope you'll hang with me. You'll be first up when we come out of the break on New Jersey 101.5. We have Jen coming up on a half hour with the news, then more of your phone calls on jury duty excuses on New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey Chime Time, 637 Friday morning in the Great Garden State. I'm Eric Scott sitting in for Bill Spadia today. Bill will be back on Monday. Hey, just to give you a heads up, what's coming up at 7 o'clock, I want to talk to you about BB guns in New Jersey. Did you have one as a kid? Are you getting one for your kid? Do your kids have them? We're going to talk BB guns right after the 7 o'clock news. Right now we're talking about jury duty in New Jersey and what you did to get out of it or what you tried to do to get out of it. And you couldn't get out of it. We started talking about this because Producer Kristen and I were talking about jury duty and whether we wanted to serve or stuff like that. My quick story here, I got called for jury duty. Typically, media doesn't serve on juries because we often know about cases. I'm in the jury room going through voir dire. The judge looks at me and says, hey, media is not allowed in the courtroom during voir dire. And I said to the judge, I'm here as a potential juror. He said, do you know anybody in the courtroom today? Yes, I do, Your Honor. Who do you know? I know you, Your Honor. We used to coach football together. I played golf with the prosecutor. I've known the defense attorney for 30 years. You're excused. Out I went. Thomas in Rumson. You're on New Jersey 101.5. You got out a long time ago. You ever been called again?
5: No. Uh, 35 years ago or so, I got called for jury duty, and I didn't use this as a reason to get out, but I wanted to be honest with them. And I... Uh, I told them I believe in something called jury nullification, oh. which if you boil it down, it basically says is if even if the person is guilty and you felt they did the morally correct thing, you could ignore the law and let them go. And as soon as I said that, the jury, the judge said I was excused. Thank you very much. And I've never been called again.
1: Jury nullification. I like it, Thomas. That's a big word. But yeah, that is, that actually is, that is something. It's a real thing. Google it. 1-800-283-1015. Joe and PA, you're next on New Jersey 101.5. All right, I got to hear this story. How did you get thrown out for gambling? Were you gambling in the courtroom?
9: Um. Well... Way back in the mid-70s, I was 18 years old and obviously didn't have a legitimate excuse to get out of jury duty. So in Bucks County, they gathered us all together in the jury lounge
10: downstairs,
9: uh, which was like a cafeteria. It had some round tables, some cafeteria-style tables. And uh, on the third day, I got to um, a table where there was a bunch of guys sitting, and one of the guys worked at a used car lot. In so I guess when they're boring times of not selling cars, they play cards. So we started playing cards, poker, um, and the uh, bailiff came over, you know, he was walking around the room and the bailiff came over while we were playing poker and we had a lot of money out on the table because <laughs> uh, there was eight of us sitting at the table and he, his eyes got real big and he's like, what in the heck is going on here? And the guy, the dealer that was dealing the cards, he looked up at him. He said, we're playing cards. You want to get in on the game? (laughs) And he said, heck no. He said, we're trying people upstairs for what you people are doing down here. (laughs) The table is dismissed.
1: So you you were violating the law as a juror (laughs) in the jury restroom. Well, that's one way. At least you didn't get charged with that. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Uh, Robert and Edison, you're next on New Jersey 101.5. You could not get out of jury duty?
11: Yeah, hello, Erica. First of all, a long-time listener. You're a class actor. Enjoy your stuff.
1: I appreciate it, Robert. Thanks.
11: uh, uh, Actually, uh, I couldn't get out. I wasn't really trying to get out, but it was uh, a question because a lot of members of my family are police officers that other side have a Criminal who had done time for the felony, so that I was put that on the sheet, and they knew about it. They called me to the sidebar, judge and both lawyers, defending and prosecutor, and asked, uh, "Well, do you feel that your cousin was treated properly by the system?" I said, "Yes, I, I do." And then they said, "Okay, go sit down." And I ended up getting picked. There was a foreman on <laughs> the jury, so it I wasn't. I think because I wasn't biased about how I felt one way or the other, that yeah. that was what they were looking for both attorneys so uh but i I actually i feel when you go to jury duty there's it's it's county i know that one judge will speak and i'll say to talk about you're serving there it's appreciated and he says you know think about it what if it was you wouldn't you want your peers there to get you out of what you're in or settle your stupid
1: yeah, I think, Robert, that is a great point, And thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5 because you know, that was we had talked to Gina earlier in the hour where you know, she doesn't necessarily want to be on a jury, but she feels it's her duty to serve on that jury. Because, again, if all of the all the people like you get out of the jury and you are find yourself in trouble and you're innocent, what jury is going to be seated to judge you but how did you get out of jury duty, or what excuse did you give that the judge didn't buy? 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. Michael in East Brunswick, you're on New Jersey 101.5. That's an easy way to get out of jury duty. Just throw the notice in the trash.
9: Yeah, so uh, that was for every municipal court case that I got uh, the notice from. It wasn't certified mail, so I would just chuck it. But you know, Nothing ever happened. And then I get a superior court notice, and uh, that was certified mail. And then the whole lecture of it's my civic duty, blah, blah, blah. And I don't buy into that. I pay taxes and 16% property tax already. That's my civic duty. But as I got the superior court notice, I was like, I can't throw this one away. And COVID just happened. and I never had to do the court case, it would have been two weeks. It was a homicide case.
1: Wow. So you found out even that it was a, a homicide case, superior court, and that was the end of it, huh? But yeah. uh, Michael, I, you know, I understand why some people don't think it's their civic duty. And I appreciate the call to New Jersey 101.5. My issue is if I get called now, because it, it's been years since I've, I've been called. My youngest son is a law student at Seton Hall. And we've had this conversation about juries. He wants to be a litigator. Um, So he wants to be in court, and obviously he'll be charged with picking juries someday. And we had this whole big debate about, you know, too many people get rid of their their jury summonses. They don't show up. We're getting poor juries. We don't have big enough jury pools because nobody's willing to serve. So my fear is if I ever try to get out of jury duty again, that I'm going to take flack from my son because, you know, he's all— wide-eyed and idealistic because he's just going through the process now of becoming a lawyer and an attorney and and ultimately wants to argue in court how did you get out of jury duty 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number john eva please hang on i got a break for weather and traffic but i'll take your calls immediately after that break and just a reminder coming up after the seven o'clock news we're going to talk about bb guns in new jersey whether you had one Or if you'd get one for your kids. And there's some interesting laws governing BB guns and pellet guns in New Jersey. I'll tell you about that again. That's coming up at the 7 o'clock hour. Traffic and weather next on New Jersey 101.5. is the time. Time to be bold and get cold. Join our own Big Joe Henry in Special Olympics New Jersey for the seaside polar bear plunge. Jump in the ocean with thousands that are freezing for a reason. That's tomorrow All the details are on our free app at nj1015.com. The Seaside Polar Bear Plunge with Special Olympics New Jersey, only from New Jersey 101.5. It's going to be cold. We'll see sunshine, but it's going to be cold at that event. They may break records on that. I think the last um, record they had was 28,000 plungers. They think that number could go near 10,000. We're talking about jury duty this morning, how you got out of it, or what excuse you gave and the judge didn't buy it, one 800 1015 Eva, in Annandale, you're on New Jersey, 101.5. Um, you had a similarity in cases when you were called, right?
8: Yeah, so what happened was my sister and her daughters were killed in an accident and I was called to jury duty to see an, uh, also an accident case. But I said the judge oversaw my sister's case and I didn't feel I was really uh, good to be able to see on
1: that case. It was the same judge in your sister's case and then was presiding on a case you got called for? Yes, yes. Well, that would be, I, I can see why there would potentially be a conflict there. Um, Eva, thanks for sharing that story on New Jersey 101.5. You know, there, there are instances where I, I think you probably would struggle to be non-biased in certain cases, especially based on, you know, different things that have happened in your past. That's the point of the voir dire process. That's why you have jury questioning from both sides. And prosecutors and defense attorneys will ask you about your personal experiences, your backgrounds, etc., to see if there is something that might color your judgment and whether you could truly be objective and unbiased in sitting on a particular case. So those are legitimate excuses uh, when you have things tied to that. But you know, because of work or school or whatever. You know, I don't I don't know if that's a legit excuse. John in Highland Park, you're on New Jersey 101.5. You actually served on a
6: jury. Interesting case, though, right? Yes, I did. I served on the jury. It was a drug case. And uh, I, I voted to find the guy guilty. And then a couple of months later, I found out that the detective, the two detectives that had bought the charges and handled the case. Have been planting drugs on uh, suspects, innocent suspects, and uh, to to make their record look good as drug bust uh, cops. How did you find and, uh, out
1: that that was going on? And did it was, you? It was in, it was in all the newspapers. Was it involved in the case that you sat on? Yes. It was. So how did yes, that make you gonna, feel after that, knowing that you voted to convict?
6: Well, I, I lost all faith in the system. And the next time I got picked for jury duty, I told the judge that I had no faith in the criminal justice system. And the ironic part, the detective, I won't mention his name, that uh, that was found guilty and, and, and got to retire with his pension, mm. opened a drug treatment center in
1: Florida. He still runs it to this day. Wow, John. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Yeah. Oof. Um That was fascinating to hear people's jury experiences. I don't know what's going to happen the next time that I get called. There is the potential that I will serve, in part because of pressure from my son. My son is a law student at Seton Hall, wants to be a litigator, wants to be in court, wants to argue cases before a jury. And I think if I tried to get out of jury duty, I might have to deal with blowback from him on that. All right, listen, coming up after the 7 o'clock news, I got a lot of questions I write a column that's called Ask and Answered," and you can find it at nj1015.com. And I get a lot of questions about firearms and firearm law in New Jersey. And one of the questions I got recently was about BB guns and pellet guns and whether they're legal in New Jersey to buy and to possess. The short answer is yes, but like a lot of things, New Jersey treats them much differently than other states. Have you ever bought a BB gun for your kids? Would you allow your kids to have a BB gun in New Jersey? And did you have a BB gun when you were a kid? When I grew up and where I grew up, um, in a very rural section of upstate New York, it was very common to have BB guns. We shot them all the time. And as stupid boys sometimes do, we often shot each other. Um, It was just part of that culture growing up. I don't see it as prevalent in New Jersey... But what do you think about BB guns in the Garden State? Do you have one? Would you let your kids have one? 1-800-283-1015. Jen has the news coming up, and then your calls next on New Jersey 101.5. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app New Jersey Chime Time is seven I'm Eric Scott sitting in for Bill Spadia. Talking BB guns and pellet guns this hour on New Jersey 101.5. Do you let your kids have them? Did you have one when you were a kid? And we're going to educate you on what the law says about BB guns and pellet guns in New Jersey this hour. I've written an article about it. It's up at nj1015.com. Producer Kristen, you have a young man in your household. Has this issue come up yet? He's a little too young. He's
2: he's only two. He's two and a half. It has not. But I have thought about it because when I was a kid, the biggest thing... Were uh, paintball guns. Okay, my brothers had paintball guns. Mm-hmm. Those, that was like that was the cool thing. But I always wonder, like, if my son is invited to a birthday party, is it acceptable for me to buy a Nerf gun and give that as a
12: gift? Whoa, I don't that's know. That's a good question. Right?
1: Yeah, because it's Nerf guns now. Um, what about you, Jill? Did your your boys have BB guns?
12: Uh, yeah, well, they were called airsoft guns. Oh, that's, uh, that's a different that's the, thing. Uh, okay. Well, th- the pellets though, those yellow bb's look very similar to but a bb
1: is metal
12: oh like full on you're talking full on bb yeah. metal like yeah. when, when we yeah. were kids yeah the, oh no and then
1: because under jersey law it's different
12: yeah because the stuff we'd go to columbus flea market and some of these guns they look like full on mm-hmm. i mean if he brought that thing anywhere you know to school or whatever that would look full on now my younger one now it's the uh, gel those uh
1: Oh, I know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about.
12: Either way, you got the stuff, but I didn't know the metal ones still existed.
1: Oh, yeah, they do. The BB guns, pellet guns, airsoft guns, entirely different thing. How about you, Bob Williams? You got three boys. Did they have BB
0: guns? As you know I come from a boy scout family yep. and my dad uh, you know he had a quite a collection of uh, light uh, <laughs> light uh, guns and things like that BB guns yes we we've had BB guns uh, with the boys have used BB guns uh, I think I still have a couple somewhere dashed away uh, stashed away uh, they worked with twenty twos when they were kids. Uh, shotguns through the Boy Scout merit badges, and oh yeah, we're we're, we're fine with that. I mean, as, as gifts, we would get them uh, the uh, the Nerf guns, the uh, water soakers, the uh, water pistols. Yeah, it, it, you got to teach the kids to be respectful, though, Eric. You yeah. gotta, you know.
7: Well,
1: I mean, and that's and it's good that they had that background in yeah. scouting to be able to do that. Um, and you know, it's New Jersey treats these things not like toys. So when I was a kid, and I grew up in upstate New York, and I'm 53, going to be 54 years old. So, you know, it was a different time. But we all had BB guns. And we had, we had BB gun wars. We'd put heavy right. denim on, and we'd shoot each other. Oh, um, I, I never did that. <laughs> but that was, that was not, and you know, you, you, it was the old rifles that you had to pump, right? So you, had, you right. kept pumping them, and you'd yeah. pump it until you couldn't pump anymore. And then you'd shoot your buddy, and it would leave a welt. Now, that literally is, hey, you're going to shoot your eye out. Fortunately, we never had an incident. There's a couple times where uh, I think one of my buddies that I went to high school with, I actually went to school with, I think he still has a BB in his wrist. Wow. no, From one of our wars. I don't know if I shot him. I mean, I shot him a number of times, but I don't know if I shot that one. But there was a there was a time, so when I had my first BB gun... My dad didn't give it to me. It, was, it belonged to one of my older brothers, and I found it in the barn. And I took it out, and it had a couple of BBs in it. And I was trying to shoot a bird that was on a tree in front of my neighbor's house. Now, I was young. I didn't know any better. Fortunately, I did not hit the bird. I would have been devastated if I had. Yeah. Right. But I did hit the window a couple times. And the woman who owned the house was in the bathroom at the time I was shooting into her window. Ouch. And as soon as I realized what I had done, I ran, I hit the gun back in the barn, but she came down and she talked to my dad and my, uh, needless to say, Bob, I got into a lot of trouble, (laughs) um, for that. Uh, I think I was maybe eight. I don't even think I was 10 yet. Um, but, you know, BB guns. And so we're going to talk about BB guns in New Jersey, whether you had one as a kid, whether you would give your kid one now. And I'll tell you about some of the crazy Jersey laws that impact BB guns and pellet guns in New Jersey after we come back from weather and traffic on New Jersey 101.5. 7.21 now on New Jersey 101.5. I'm Eric Scott sitting in for Bill Spady. Bill will be back on Monday. We're talking about BB guns and pellet guns in New Jersey. Also, paintball guns, airsoft guns, even Nerf guns. Did you have one when you were a kid? And would you let your kids have a BB gun now in New Jersey? Uh, 1-800-283-1015. Lori, on Route 42, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Your husband had a run-in with a BB gun. Yeah,
8: good morning. How are
1: you? I'm good, thanks, Lori. Tell me your story
8: him and his brother were playing with their BB guns, and my brother-in-law shot my husband in the head, and, well, the the BB lodged under his skin, and, you know, didn't really affect anything seriously, because they wouldn't tell their parents, because they were afraid the guns would be taken away. (laughs)
4: So.
8: Well, my, my husband had a BB lodged in his head until the summer
1: when he went diving into a pool and it got dislodged. Oh, no kidding. Where was he shot in the head?
8: Probably in the
1: back of his head. My husband has a <laughs> very hard head. <laughs> I, well, it sounds like he does, Lori. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. I can remember having epic BB gun wars with my buddies when we were kids. Um, you know, no cell phones, no video games. We'd ride our bikes into the woods and then we'd chase each other around with our with our BB guns. And the trick was, is that you needed um, a heavy pair of jeans and you needed a jean jacket. Now, we never wore helmets or goggles or anything like that. Fortunately, nobody ever got hit in the face or in the, in the head, but you'd occasionally, you know, get hit in the hand or in the arm or something like that. And, you know, you could you could pump these things hard enough where that BB would break the skin, but it would certainly leave a welt I couldn't imagine kids doing that. Today, would you allow your kids to have a BB gun in New Jersey? John of the Jersey Shore, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, John. Did you have a BB gun as a kid?
6: Hey, good morning. Yeah, absolutely. We had BB guns in our neighborhood. Um, But this was a different time back then. Um, We used to walk around the neighborhood with BB guns, go in the woods, shoot action figures, things like that. But they're firearms now under New Jersey law. You can't just go buy one. Um, and especially
7: <laughs>
6: the BB guns now are so much more powerful than they were back then. I have a 22 pellet gun and it, I can literally shoot through my shed. That's how powerful they are. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't
1: shoot anybody with a pellet gun or a BB gun now. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and yeah.
6: I definitely wouldn't let, uh, you know, I wouldn't buy one for my kids now. Um, like I said, they're, they're illegal unless you have an FID, uh,
1: purchaser card. Um, Well, I'm glad you you brought that up, John, because that's the article that I wrote at NJ1015.com because I got a question from somebody, are BB guns legal in New Jersey? And under the law, yes, they are legal. You can buy them. You can buy a pellet gun in New Jersey. But New Jersey treats BB and pellet guns just like any other firearm. That means in order to buy one in New Jersey, you need a firearms ID card. If you're buying a BB pistol or a pellet pistol, You need a handgun purchaser permit to do that. Uh, And chances are that you're not going to be allowed to shoot them in your backyard anyway. There's no state law that prohibits the safe discharge of a firearm on your property. But a lot of municipalities have that law. Check out all of the regulations at nj1015.com before you even consider buying one of these for your kids. But did you have one as a kid in New Jersey or wherever you were? Uh, and would you get one for your kids now? 1-800-283-1015. Um, Gary and Colts Neck, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Uh, I had two older brothers, Gary, but a lot of friends. We all had BB guns like you. Great memories. Tell me a couple of them.
13: Yeah, I mean, growing up, you know, I was born in 67. I got all three older brothers. So really in the 70s, we used to just shoot in the back of our yards and Up in new york state and you know bergen county and lodi and my dad would set up bottles cans and i remember having the red rider oh yeah you could actually see the you could actually see the bb just kind of (laughs) like arc right (laughs) and then we got we got then we got into the crossman 760 with the pump and we would pump them and pump them and it was just shattering the glass it was just all good fun we didn't hurt no one (laughs) you know and uh we wore our glasses. My dad, it's one thing he said, you know, wear your glasses. And, and we wore our glasses, you know, God forbid of, you know, getting hit in the eye. But then we got a little mischievous later on with the pellets Yep. and the squirrels.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I didn't have the pellet guns. I mean, some of these pellet guns, Gary, they are they will shoot feet per second as fast as a twenty two rifle.
13: Yep. And then we had the flat points at first. Yep. Then we got the ones with the, you know, the pointed ones. And then the, we would see the squirrels, and, and I don't like to kill anything. I, I love animals. And the squirrels would jump up sky high, you <laughs> know, when you hit them in the butt. But um, those were the good days. Unfortunately, I don't think we can have those days, per se, unless you're on a big farm and, you know, no, there's no issues anymore, you know? Yeah, I
1: wouldn't think, Eric, that you'd be able to do that anymore. And there are a lot of municipal, um, you know, ordinances that prohibit the discharge of any firearm. And with a BB gun and a pellet gun classified, as a firearm in New Jersey, that could be problematic. And, you know, the penalties can be pretty severe in New Jersey. Um, Judd in Pemberton, I got about a minute here. Judd, tell me your story. You had a BB gun when you were a kid.
3: Yep. Uh, grew was born in 65, in the 70s, 80s, and uh, I had one. My father was very strict with it. Uh, we We were outdoorsmen, hunters. And uh, if I did something that uh, wasn't supposed to do, I got it in no uncertain terms.
1: And that's the way uh, it should be, Judd. I mean, and, and and you know, done right, you know, that should be the pathway to um, responsible gun ownership. Um, when right. I when I did something wrong with um, my BB gun, I immediately got hauled up to my uncle's farm the next day, and instructed by these guys that is not the way that you handle a firearm this is the way you handle a firearm if you're interested in doing it then you're going to learn the right way you're going to learn the safe way uh, 728 on new jersey 101.5 will take more of your calls did you have a bb gun as a kid what'd you do with it would you let them, your kids have one today your calls next 728 jen's got the news next on new jersey 101.5 is New Jersey Chime Time. I'm Eric Scott, sitting in for Bill Spady. Bill will be back on Monday. We're talking about BB guns, pellet guns. Did you have one when you were a kid? What'd you do with it? Did you have a lot of fun? Now, I understand these are difficult conversations sometimes to have. Would you let your kids have one today in New Jersey? And be advised that BB guns and pellet guns are treated as firearms in New Jersey, which means in order to purchase one in New Jersey, you do have to have a firearms ID card. I write more about that at nj1015.com. You'll find it up on our website this morning. App chat from Mark in Red Bank. We have a cabin in upstate New York. Took my 10-year-old to Tractor Supply. Bought him a BB gun right off the shelf. Now, I'm presuming that was in New York because you can't do that in New Jersey. You can do that in Pennsylvania, by the way. You can go to Pennsylvania and you can buy one, I think, in a Walmart. Um, And you can bring it into New Jersey. Um, legally as long as you legally obtain it in another state you can bring it into new jersey but you do have to have a firearms id card in order to possess it in new jersey and the law has changed by the way which means now if you bring it into new jersey it used to be a recommendation that you register it with the state now it is a requirement that you register your firearm with the state any firearm if you bring it in to new jersey as long as it's been legally obtained in another state dennis in wayne you're on new jersey 101.5 hi dennis Hey, how you
14: doing? So, uh, my cousin and I, we had cork, cork guns.
1: Cork guns. Cork. You know, I've heard about them. I don't know what they are. What's a cork gun?
14: It, 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 it came with, uh, you know, targets and all. But it, it, you'd pump it up, you know, it had a thick barrel, and you'd pump it up. And the cork was like, it was about as, you know, a little smaller than, uh, you know, a wine cork, you know. Because my cousin and I, if you lose the cork, we used to kind of say, it was like a cone shape, you know, so it would stick in the uh, in the barrel. And you pump it up, you know, and it would go maybe about 10 feet, you know, something like that. We'd shoot those things, you know. So, and and then when you ran out of the corks, you used to stick them in the ground, okay, and get dirt in them, and then pump it up, and then boom, and shoot the dirt. <laughs> dirt. we shoot out, you know. And my aunts and you know, they would, all, they would yell at my cousin, they well,
7: going hurt each other with them, with them guns,
14: you know. And, uh, I broke mine because I, I pumped it up too much, you know, and it broke the, you know the pump and boom, and that them with them, my father, that's it, you know, you ain't getting
1: it anymore. Would you, would it, did you ever get hit in the face with a cork? Does it hurt? No,
14: cork, no, no, no.
1: Okay.
14: No. So, it was, you know, it was, not like, I guess, with the BBs, you know, but, right. but you know, but was certainly when you, when we put the dirt in, we shoot at each other, yeah, you get the dirt in your, in your face, you know. <laughs> the cork but, uh, That was like. You're
1: talking like 1960s. I guess it was 1960s. Well, that's right. So you're you're 60s, 70s. Um, Thanks for calling, Dennis, (laughs) to New Jersey 101.5. I mean, you think about some of the just absolutely stupid things that you did as a kid. And boys are just stupid. Boys are dumb. Boys do things that no rational thinking human being would do. And I think about that stuff now especially growing up in the country in a rural setting. I mean, we had our BB guns and we would shoot each other with our BB guns. And there's a kid I went to school with who lived in my neighborhood who still has a BB lodged in um, his wrist where he got shot as a kid. Um, And it was funny, I didn't know, I didn't stay in touch with this guy for um, many, many years. And then during COVID, uh, a lot of people that graduated with me in high school, we all got together and we did like a... um, like a mass Zoom call. And we just all caught up with each other. And my buddy was on this call and we were talking about things that we had done as kids. And he shows us, he goes, yeah, I still have the BB lodged in my wrist from one of you guys who shot me. And who shot me? I can't remember. And nobody would fess up to it. I don't think it was me. Uh, But then, you know, we learned respect for firearms. Mike dropped us a comment on the app chat. Mike in East Brunswick says, I got my first BB gun at nine and it taught me to respect firearms and that would be the proper way to do that is is you you have to treat a firearm with the utmost of respect and care and this for a lot of us you know growing up in in my generation that was the pathway to that and then you know you learned how to shoot a, a 22 and we would take a 22 rifle down to the to the dump and we would shoot the rats um, and that was viewed as a public service at that point. And then as, you know, we we were hunters in in our family as well. Uh, then you learned how to safely handle a shotgun. And then you learned how to safely handle a rifle. And then you learned how to safely handle a handgun. And you were taught that healthy respect for a firearm. The pathway to do that in New Jersey these days is a lot more difficult. A lot of states still treat BB and pellet guns almost like toys. In New Jersey, they don't. They're firearms. They're classified as Firearms, whether they're a pistol or whether they are a long gun, uh, BB guns and, and pellet guns that shoot the metal projectiles, uh, you need a firearms ID card in order to purchase it. If you are purchasing a, a BB handgun or a pellet handgun, you need a, a pistol permit uh, in order to be a purchaser's permit in order to do that. Now, somebody had raised the question about you know these airsoft guns. These airsoft guns shoot um, little plastic pellets. Those are not considered firearms. Paintball guns are also not considered firearms in New Jersey. Um, so therefore, you know, you, they, you, can, you can buy those um, in different types of stores. and You don't need a, a purchaser's permit in order to do that. One other note, and I do write all about this at nj1015.com, all the state laws regarding BB guns and pellet guns in New Jersey you cannot carry or transport a a pellet gun or a BB gun in New Jersey unless you have an open carry permit. Because again, they're treated as an actual firearm. You can purchase them out of state. You can legally bring them into New Jersey as long as they were purchased legally and they are legal to possess here. But there is a very popular model of pellet gun that is highly illegal in New Jersey. A lot of the new pellet guns the long guns they have noise suppression technology built in in other words they have a silencer that is built in that is illegal to possess and to purchase in new jersey gamo is one of the the companies that produces um different types and they're usually used for for um small game hunting or or varmint shooting um they shoot almost like a twenty-two, but they are shooting a, a metal pellet in that. Uh, but that particular model and others like it um are illegal to possess in New Jersey. And again I write more about that at NJ1015.com. All right, so we're gonna break for traffic and weather. When we come back we'll take more of your calls either on this type of subject or we'll look at it's Friday. We need to have a little bit of fun on Friday, right? So let's have a little fun after we come back from weather and traffic on New Jersey 101.5. 7.45 is the time. 5. 7.51, Friday morning in the Great Garden State. Eric Scott in for Bill Spadia. Bill will be back on Monday, 1-800-283-1015. We spent a lot of this hour talking about... BB guns, pellet guns, and, you know, it got us thinking, producer Kristen is here, because a lot of these stories centered around, wait, you did what as a kid? (laughs) How did you do that? And the stupid things that you did as a kid that you got away with that you could never get away with or allow your kids to do today.
2: Well, and, you know, when when I was younger, when you were younger, it was so much easier to get away with these things because now there are cell phones and... Let's be real. Us millennial parents are helicopter parents, so kids can't get away with anything now.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, could you imagine? In in, in again, I've said I'm fifty three. So, could you imagine in in my day as a kid, if people were walking around with cameras yeah. everywhere, the the physical evidence that would exist against us? I'd love to see it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure.
1: Well, yeah, it's crazy. So, what are some of the things? What's the craziest thing you did as a kid? That you got away with. It could never happen today. One eight hundred, two eight three, one oh one five. Were you a good girl? growing
2: up i was because i was afraid of my parents oh well i would my dad my dad yeah yeah. a cop my dad's a retired detective now and um you know my mom was 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 the right kind of strict yeah you know it wasn't you know we weren't deathly afraid of my parents but but yeah i followed the rules um you know a a couple couple incidents in in high school maybe you know sneaking out to go see my boyfriend but other than that i was pretty i was pretty uh you know, I was I was pretty good. What about you? Um, why, I, why am I even asking? Why are you in it? Yeah, <laughs> I, it's,
1: I. you know, it's funny. When we started talking about this, I'm like, well, what story should I tell? I could fill up the rest of the show just with stuff from me. So I will tell you one thing that we did. So we lived not far from <laughs> Cataragus Creek in upstate New York. And at the Mill Street Bridge, the creek had a bend in it. And we would go... And it would freeze over. It would have a curtain of ice on it or a covering of ice that you could actually stand on. We'd start a bonfire. We'd cut a hole in the ice on one side of the bridge and a hole in the ice on the other side of the bridge. We'd strip down to our underwear. We'd jump into the water. Upside down, we'd go under the ice sheet and try to hit the hole on the other side of the bridge.
2: Are you insane? Yeah. Are you kidding? No. Did anyone ever get this? Was a
1: thing. Well, so the the beauty of that was is because it had a bend. If you missed it, the water ran too fast and it wasn't frozen farther out. So you would just shoot out into the water and then onto kind of like the rocky shoal there. Then you'd get up and you'd run and you warm yourself in front of the fire. Then you'd run back and you'd do it again. You tried to see how many times you could jump into one hole and hit the second hole.
2: Oh my goodness. That is not safe, Eric. No. Wow,
1: not safe at all. No, oh and it was, gosh. but it was a thing. I mean, and it's and you always tried to beat your own record or the other record, right? Um, how about you, Bob Williams? I know you. You know you. You must have a couple of stories.
0: I am one of your crazy friends, Eric. I could go on for an hour. But, uh, <laughs> the ones that really come to mind is uh, we were doing a prank on uh, a couple of my high school friends way back, and he lived across the street from our elementary school, and there was a mailbox right near the school so we were kind of crazy one night and a bunch of us we just uh, picked up the mailbox walked it across the street and put it in his driveway and uh, lo and behold the police showed up the next oh, no. day and knocked on his door and his mom's uh, going johnny the police are here <laughs> i got away with that one
1: <laughs> wow by the skin of your teeth yeah i yes. mean it's just but you know and you think about it because you've got three boys yeah. they're older now i mean but could oh. you imagine what would happen if your kids
0: had tried some of the stuff that you did a lot more than happened to me and i don't even want to know what they do i'm, I'm glad they don't share with me because yeah. uh, I, I, it would be nuts do you have time for one more story or, please what, what, what? uh i don't, Kathy, do we have time for one more
1: yeah all right you got yep two and minutes then,
0: and then i had this paper route in the afternoons uh the daily journal in uh, union county and during the winter, I would just stand on Wood Avenue during there, and I would just pelt these snowballs at the side of the 44 uh, New Jersey transit bus. Oh, just, and, and nobody ever uh, stopped me. But today, with the, like you said, with all the cameras and things, right. they would have hauled me in.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate that, Bob. I, I, <laughs> confession is good for the soul, they say. <laughs> I feel
0: better uh, <laughs> sharing this
1: one. one 283 1015 is our telephone number. What is the craziest thing you did as a kid that you got away with? Um, because there were no cameras. They didn't have cell phones. There was no evidence of that stuff. Um, I, I, we all have crazy stories. Um, and if you want to remain anonymous, that's fine. one 800 283-1015 is our telephone number. Do we have time to take Kimberly, or do we need to break here? We can take Kimberly? All right, come on, Kimberly. You're first on this topic hey, on New I'm Jersey, doing? 101.5. Oh, hey. Go ahead. What was? What do you want to confess?
8: Okay, so I was in high school, and my mom and dad got divorced, and um, she, you know, they split the cost of the home that we were living in, and my mom bought her, bought her own home with us kids. And... Um, she thought it was a great idea to give me, a, an 11th grader, the master bedroom downstairs oh, that boy. had a, a French doors to go out to the backyard.
4: <laughs> so
8: I have I just kind of agreed with her, you know, because I'm like, oh my gosh, you are so stupid. And um, so one night I got real brave and I decided to sneak out with my, my high school crush boyfriend and... Um, I got really nervous because I knew I was very paranoid that she would wake up and find me gone. So when I came back home, I had shut the, the, the doors. And so I had to kind of shimmy my way in without making noise. And I hit this uh, bench that had clay pots on it. And it all tipped over onto the concrete. And I looked upstairs and all the lights came on. <laughs> so I, I ran into my bedroom, jumped into my bed. And pretended like somebody was breaking into my room
1: oh my goodness and did your mom buy it
8: so she bought a hook line and sink <laughs> so She was like oh my god get upstairs i knew this was a bad idea get upstairs i'm gonna call the police i'm like no 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 it's okay it's okay so about an hour later i hear this ting 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 on the window and it's him like why, why are you coming out still I was like,
1: oh, my God, go away. Oh, my God, Kimberly. Did you ever fess up to your mom? I got to go, but did you ever fess up to your mom?
8: I did. You but did? Like, well, I'm 62 years old. I did pre- uh, probably around 2014 or 15. <laughs> we, were, we were all. It was a Thanksgiving dinner, and I completely laid it on the table, and she was looked at me like, what?
1: Awesome. That is great, Kimberly. Confession is good for the soul. What are the craziest things that you got away with as kids? 1-800-283-1015. More of your calls after Jen updates the news next. New Jersey Chime Time is 8.10. It's the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook Gap Chime Time. I'm Eric Scott. Filling in for Bill Spady. Bill will be back on Monday. 1-800-283-1015. What is the craziest thing you ever got away with as a kid that you could never get away with today in the era of cell phones and cameras everywhere? Thank goodness our generation did not have the ability to record the stuff that we did As kids, Uh, Kristen, yours was pretty mild. Okay, you know, sneak it out of the house. That's fine.
2: Yeah, well, when you have strict parents and you're... uh, (laughs) you're
1: I I had a healthy fear of my parents. Yeah. Um, But, you know, most of the time that I was in high school, my parents had a restaurant. So they were at the restaurant all the time. And I was left to my own wild devices um, when I wasn't working at the restaurant Mm -hmm. with them. So there was... And we grew up in a very small town... Uh, Village of Springville in upstate New York, about 45 miles southeast of Buffalo. And again, no cell uh, cell phones. So my buddies and I, we were out doing stupid stuff that we always would do on a Friday or Saturday night. And another one of our friends had a date. And his date was going to be at the parents' house and the parents weren't home. Mm Mm-hmm. So we got it, and none of us had dates. We were all dateless, and we were a tad jealous about that. So we decided that we were going to scare them. Oh, no. <laughs> so we called, and yes, they were in the house. Mm-hmm. So we went to the house that we thought they were in.
2: No. What did you do?
1: The door was locked. It was a split level, so I wound up climbing up onto the roof... Finding an open window, Eric. going inside, <clears throat> let the rest of my buddies in. We thought either they were hiding or that they just hadn't gotten there yet. So we went into the liquor cabinet. We went into the kitchen. We made ourselves a snack. We hung out. We threw pillows everywhere. We didn't do any damage, but we threw pillows everywhere. We tossed the place and and, and then eventually we left. Found out the next day. They weren't at that house. No. We had the wrong address.
2: Oh, my goodness. So we had
1: broken and entered into this person. Thank goodness the people who actually lived there. Weren't home? Weren't home. Right. But we thoroughly tossed the place and then left, got bored, like, all right, well, I guess they're not coming. They're going somewhere else. And then at school the next day, found out they weren't there. Was it we a, had the wrong address.
2: Was it a neighbor? Or I mean, It was the on the neighbor? same street. Okay.
1: But it wasn't the same
2: Address. And you were never caught.
1: We were never caught. Whoa. Never caught. And you know, I mean, today, I mean could have an alarm system, Cameras. could have a you know camera, they got all that. So it but it's just one of the what did you do when you were a kid that you could never get away with now or couldn't imagine that your kids would do? Right. You know? I it's and growing up in a small town, we had a local police force. And there's a lot of local police forces still around New Jersey. And we had two full-time officers and a couple of part-time officers. And I remember when we would be doing things that we shouldn't be doing as kids, mm-hmm. the police would come and get us and they would take us home. Oh. So this one particular officer was known for doing this. So he would come and get you and he would handcuff you and put you in the back of the police car. S- to scare you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> not necessarily. So as we as he was driving you home, this was the in exchange for, I'm not going to tell your parents but I'm going to do this. Right. So you're handcuffed in the back of the police car and all of a sudden the officer would go, oh, look out for that rabbit and he'd slam on the brakes (laughs) and your face would go into the cage that divides the back seat from the front seat. Right. So you always knew the next day in school which kids had been caught and taken home because they had the waffle marks on the side of their face. Oh
2: my goodness. And how many times did you have that?
1: A couple. Right,
2: exactly. Exactly.
1: But I will tell you, that was a small price to pay for not
2: 100%. <laughs> letting my
1: father know what was what was going on. Um, 814, on New Jersey 101.5. We're going to get an update of weather and traffic. And then what are we talking about uh, uh, coming up for the rest of, of this hour? Oh, you want to talk about the airplanes? I do. I okay. think we
2: should. Yeah, right. there was an emergency landing from a Newark plane. Yeah, let's talk about that. All
1: right, so when we come back... Um, we'll talk a little bit about your experiences on a plane. Have you ever had to have an emergency landing? Anything crazy ever happen in a plane? 1-800-283-1015. That after weather and traffic next on New Jersey 101.5. 822 it is on a Friday morning in the great state of New Jersey. I'm Eric Scott sitting in for Bill Spadia talking about your, your flight nightmares. Did you see this story? We told you about it earlier this week. Where a flight leaving Newark on its way to L.A. had to make an emergency landing in Chicago. A bomb threat was found in the bathroom. A passenger scuffled with the crew. What have you seen in all of your travels? I have to admit, as much as I fly and as much as I travel, I've never seen an incident. I've almost started a couple, but I've never actually witnessed an incident on the plane or ever had another issue. You had that other issue where I think it was also a United plane? where a guy was looking out the window and the wing was peeling apart and they had to make an emergency landing. What have you seen? What have you experienced? Your air flight nightmares on New Jersey 101.5, one 283 1015 Doug in Brick. All right, so you were on this flight from Newark to Chicago. What happened?
5: Correct. So
3: late April last year, my family and I were going out to my, um, my nephew's wedding. And we knew there was a storm that was supposed to be coming in over that area, like, late in the afternoon. And we're on our flight, and, you know, maybe about 15, 20 minutes before we start our descent, the captain gets on and says, hey, listen, we're just going to uh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna, uh, hang tight here for a little while. There's a, a storm over um, uh, in the area of our landing at O'Hare. So we're just going to see if it clears out. So, uh, we're all right, you know, so we're kind of just still, I don't know if we're actually hovering or how they're doing that, you know, we're just, you know, whether they've got us flying around in certain patterns until the, the weather clears, but all of a sudden, another maybe 20, 25 minutes go by, like, all right, this is, you know, what's going on here? So the captain gets back on and says, well, the weather is not clearing as quick as we had hoped, and we are running low on fuel, so we're going to make a, uh, an emergency stop at uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> and I don't fly that much, but, you know, I've probably maybe a dozen times, but that's, that's a pretty high scenario of something going wrong. So, um, and, and we, they dropped, you know, we, we landed, everything was fine, they refueled, and um, we landed about an hour and a half, two hours later, but... Um, that so is not
1: what you want to hear, yeah, right? I mean, that is not what you want to hear, uh, Doug, and thanks for calling New Jersey One Point Five. is, hey, we're almost out of fuel. We have to make an emergency landing um, so that we can refuel the plane. You know, it's and it always is amazing to me when you hear these stories that the the flight crew and the pilot are so calm as they're making these announcements. Um, and you wonder if they re- they obviously know how serious the situation is. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one five. Have you ever had something crazy happen on a flight? Turbulence, rough landing, um, or like the situation on this Newark flight where they had to land in Chicago because a bomb threat was found in the bathroom. And we're told a lot of the passengers at the time didn't even know what was going on. 1-800-283-1015, Maryland in West Windsor. You're on New Jersey 101.5. So this happened to your sister flying into Newark,
0: right?
7: Yeah, actually, I flew with Pan Am many years ago for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I never had any. Thank God, it was. I never had any major, you know, things happening back then. I think the flying was a lot different than it is now. But no anyway, um, my sister, yeah, they were flying into Newark, and um, as they were starting to approach Newark, the landing gear wasn't coming down. Oh boy! So they couldn't get the landing gear down, and she said they were all told, get into crash crash position, oh. we are going to try and land this thing, we can't get the landing, yeah, they didn't tell them that, but they just, well, they kind of told them somewhat that we're, we're working on this and we just want to, precautions, everybody, please just get in crash position, well, it was evident that there was a major problem, and so people were crying, she said they were praying, they were like trying to call their, their loved ones and whatnot, and, uh thank god by some miracle they were able to get the landing gear down manually she said but when they got to the ground on newark she said it was unbelievable the they were they were there prepared for a major crash she said there was ems lights flashing ambulances everything she said thank we were like crying so much that we thought we were dead and yeah
1: how terrifying is that i mean even if they're not telling you what's going on um you know, the, it, if they're telling you to get into crash position, you got to figure there's something something drastically wrong. You know, what, it, it strikes me, the movie with Tom Hanks that they did of the miracle on the Hudson. And one of the things that just kind of sticks in my mind is that as they were coming in for this emergency landing on the water, and I'm assuming that, you know, this is accurate as the way it was portrayed, is you had the flight crew that had already buckled themselves into their jump seats, And they just kept repeating over and over and over again to the passengers, head down, stay down, head down, stay down. And they were chanting that as they were getting ready to make this emergency landing on the Hudson River. And I just can't imagine the sheer terror that must be going through somebody's mind. I've been in some pretty bad turbulence from time to time. I've had a couple of rough landings where, you know, planes have kind of come in, Really hard um, and you hear people gasping and things like that, you know, in, in as that are around you. But I've never been seen any of these things where a passenger has had to be restrained or somebody is yelling or somebody's screaming or you know, in how many times are you hearing where passengers have to restrain another passenger? What's your airplane nightmare? one 800 283 We'll tell more stories and we'll take your calls coming up after news, traffic, and weather on a half hour. 828 is the time. New Jersey time, Time, 8.39, Friday morning. I'm Eric Scott, in for Bill Spadier. Bill will be back on Monday talking about your airplane horror stories. What have you experienced? What have you witnessed on board a flight? We started talking about this this morning because we had this story. This flight had to be diverted on its way from Newark to L.A. because somebody put a bomb threat in the bathroom. And once this plane landed... They deplaned everybody. They questioned everybody on there. They brought canine units in. They searched all the luggage. Eventually, it was given the all clear. And then the plane was sent on its way. But then you had this other story where you had a passenger looking out the window and seeing parts of the wing peeling off. They had to make an emergency landing and do a repair. You have other incidents of passengers behaving badly. You know, we were talking about everybody has a video camera now, so you see all of these these passengers that lose it. Some of them are drunk. Others are just unhinged. You had another incident recently where somebody tried to open the door of the plane mid-flight again. He had to be subdued. And I guess it is now standard procedure to stock duct tape on an airplane. Because if you find yourself misbehaving, you're likely to be duct taped to a seat after... A couple of passengers tackle you and hold you down in the aisle. I mean, what is going on? I, I I fly a lot. I've done a lot of traveling. I've never experienced anything like that. And how scary is it if you're on a plane, if something like that happens? You know, we had a former flight attendant for Pan Am tell us that, you know, it was a different era flying years ago than it is now. And our passengers becoming more unhinged. And you see it even in the airport. So I've never witnessed anything on board a plane. I have, however, witnessed stuff happen in the airport where somebody loses it at the check-in counter or somebody loses it on the poor gate agent because their seat was changed or they're on standby or they didn't get, you know, whatever it is that they, that they wanted. Um, but I can't imagine being on a plane. And Kristen, you fly... To Florida a lot, because I know you you take the kids to to Disney. Yes. Um, So it must be even worse having small kids on the plane if something, you know, happens. I can't imagine that. Right. But how scary it would be if, you know, all of a sudden the pilot comes on and says, hey, we're making an emergency landing.
2: Oh, it's so scary, and especially with the kids. And I and I joke that you know I'm always worried about being that family where we have the screaming children, and where and, and that's happened now. You see it on yeah. TikTok, you see yeah. it on Instagram yeah. of you know parents uh, you know having a screaming kid, and people complain, and they have to land the plane. You know, it, it's 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 frightening. But but listen to this. I, I got an, an app chat that came in. Okay, Sean in Clinton, he said he got his plane was struck by lightning a oh. few years back. And he was the captain on the flight.
1: He was the captain on the flight when the plane got hit by lightning? Yes.
2: Imagine that. Now, what do you do? Just imagine that. You're not even the passenger. You're the one in charge now. It's scary.
1: Do we know if it, like, took out equipment or anything like that? He he, didn't say.
2: He didn't say. Now, I'm told,
1: or I've read somewhere, that planes are designed to be able to take a lightning strike.
2: Oh, okay. But... You, but you still have to land the plane, right? I would assume. I, I mean, I don't,
1: I don't know. Would you have to la- if the plane gets struck by lightning? Would you have to land the plane?
2: That's I, interesting.
1: That is it because they don't always avoid weather. Sometimes they have to fly through it.
2: Right. I mean, that's I, true. I've,
1: I've I've experienced turbulence going through you know bad weather. Uh, I think they try to avoid it when they can. Sometimes I don't think they can. But it was here was another here's another scary thing, because I had a pilot tell me this one time, is that when you have turbulence and, you know, that's I guess it's the air pockets. Right. The plane Mm -hmm. actually moves, you know, either mostly up and down, sometimes side to side. But what you don't realize is when that plane drops because of turbulence. Right. It's not dropping 10 feet. It's dropping a thousand feet.
2: Yeah, thanks. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. That's terrifying
1: right i mean that's i you you it's it's magic it's a miracle right you i mean and and if you go to flight aware sometimes here's another interesting thing go to flight aware sometimes where they show you the path of every plane that's in the air Mm -hmm. all at the same time right and just just look over at newark and then zoom out to the united states there are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of planes in the air at any one moment
2: that's that's crazy. I feel like you would be the type of person that have at least tried to fly a plane. Have you?
1: I have taken a couple of lessons. Okay. Because at one point I was a very nervous flyer. I was yeah. I, I did not like to. It's a it was a control thing. Right. So I did not like to fly. So I took lessons at Mercer Airport. Um, never really necessarily wanted to be certified to be a pilot. I didn't mm-hmm. want to fly, but I wanted to understand what flying was about. Right. Once I understood it, now I'm not a nervous flyer anymore.
2: I, and I get that because I don't understand it at all. And, and I, I know there's some type of pattern you have to learn. And there's traffic in the sky, like there's traffic yep. on the ground. Yep. But I'm stupid. I really am when it comes yeah. to that. So I'm, I'm very curious to know how all of that yeah. works.
1: I never did takeoffs and landings. I didn't want to do that. But I flew the plane in the air. Wow. You know, and got the feel for that. and was like, oh, okay, all right. Now, obviously, this is a single-engine plane sure. that takes off from, you know, it's not a four-engine, you know, jumbo jet. Right. But I got the feel of it, and I have never been a nervous flyer again. Was it cool? It was very cool. Yeah, yeah. It actually, it actually <laughs> was very cool. Now I appreciate flying a lot more. Uh, 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. 845 on a Friday morning. We'll get you updated with news, traffic, and weather all coming up on New Jersey 101.5. it is. Wow, this Friday morning is really going by fast. 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. My name's Eric Scott. I'm sitting in for Bill Spadia. Bill's going to be back on Monday. All right. Are we done with, you know, like heavy topics now? Can we move on to what is my favorite topic, Bill's favorite topic? Hopefully our listeners aren't completely tired of hearing us talk about food.
2: Never tired. All right.
1: So I am... I am not Catholic, but I love a good fish and chips.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I know that during Lent, um, Catholics are implored not to eat meat. Yes. So I thought it'd be uh, and those and I, I enjoy a good meatless meal from time to time. Now, does meat include fish? So uh, you yeah, can isn't eat that fish.
12: Funny, you're allowed to have fish. Okay. Right.
1: Yeah. All right. So, anyways, Lenten season. Where's the best place to go for a Lenten meal that doesn't include meat. And Jill, you had my interest peaked when you started talking about fish and chips mm. because I love a good fish and chips.
12: And this is the time of year. And, and they're hard to find. Yeah, and we both love uh, the Hybo Club in uh, Hamilton, and on Fridays they have their fish and chips. Right, and to
1: everybody who's and... staff member at the Hibernians, I apologize for the last time. Uh, oh. <laughs> And the time before that. And maybe the time before that.
12: Oh, boy. (laughs) I want to hear that story. (laughs) But, yeah, so the girlfriends and I are doing, we're going to get takeout uh, tonight. Have a little girls' night in. But now we've decided, because I really like JoJo's Tavern, uh, which is at the Five Points in Hamilton. They're fish and chips. Oh, yeah, I haven't been there in forever. Excellent. Fish and chips. And and now, then we were like, wait, Nottingham Tavern also has it now. So now we're like, every... Friday, we've decided. So you're going on the fish it. and
1: chips tour. <laughs> so I, I, you know, growing up, and, and it's still to this day. It's a in Western New York um, Friday fish fry, and oh. I never made the connection really before because it's there's a large Catholic population mm-hmm. in uh, Western New York, and that was one of the things that was one of the things my parents' restaurant was known for was the fish fry. So it's not really fish and chips. It's just this big piece of haddock that is beer battered. And then it's usually served with French fries and coleslaw and potato salad and all those unhealthy things.
2: Oh, the coleslaw. Yes. Yeah. (gasps) So it's not
1: really a fish and chips, but it's so where is the best fish and chips in New Jersey or where is the best Lenten meal in New Jersey? Where is the best Lenten meal? Where are you going tonight for dinner? 1-800-283-1015. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one five. Jill and her girlfriends are on a fish and chips tour for the remainder of Lent. That's something that I, even as a non-Catholic, that's something that I could absolutely get down for.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. And that's and a lot of restaurants are offering Lenten specials, right?
2: They do. I mean, even even something as McDonald's knows what they're doing. They're advertising their like fish fillet sandwich or something. Um, so everyone gets Arby's in on was it. Was
1: even doing right? That. Yeah, Arby's was doing
2: Ooh. that. We actually make um, Fridays in Lent our pizza night. It's oh. every every Friday in Lent is is our pizza yeah. night. Yeah, because we're we like fish. We're just not big fish eaters. So when we're not in the mood for it, you know, and and our two year old loves pizza more than he does fish. Well so. I saw
1: even at you know our favorite place is Amalfi's and they're offering a bronzino special tonight. Oh. So I may go I may wind up going to Luigi, if you're listening,
4: <laughs> reserve me
1: two seats at the bar, please, because we're coming ready. in for bronzino. Mm. Um yeah, so best so let's let's talk about that as we move into the nine o'clock hour. What is the best place to where is the best place to go for fish and chips? And what is your go-to restaurant in Lent for your meatless Fridays? one eight hundred, two eight three. 1015. And how are they preparing fish and chips? So here is the way, here's my typical way if I do a a breaded or battered fish. I use my mom's family recipe, beer battered fish. I make it from scratch, but it's, there's no water in the batter. The batter has beer in it. So it it becomes, it's fizzy and then it gets um, very airy and very crispy. And what type of fish? are they using at your fish and chips? So we used to use, at my parents' restaurant, we would use haddock. And they'd be these big, fresh haddock fillets that would come in every Friday. And literally, people would be lined up out the door and around the block to come in and sit down for our Friday fish fry. And restaurants were judged for their quality of fish fry. And is that the same as kind of a of a fish and chips uh, in New Jersey? I'm going to make this list and see where we can go to get the best fish and chips or just the best fish, seafood in general in New Jersey. 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. Donna, you are going to be the first coming out of a break with news, weather, and traffic at the top of the hour. Jen will get you updated. It's 857 on New Jersey 101.5. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, New Jersey Chime Time. 9-11, Friday morning. How did it get to be 9 o'clock already? one 800 283 1015. Where's your go to place for a Lenten meal on Friday with no meat? Fish and chips. Where's the best fish and chips in New Jersey? Also heard folks are doing pizza. Do you have a go to pizza place? What are you doing for dinner on a Friday night during the season of Lent in the Garden State? 1 800 283 1015. Donna in Belleville, you're on New Jersey 101.5. What are you eating and where are you getting it tonight, Donna?
8: Good morning. We're going to the Fizzle. that's located on Valley Brook Avenue in Lyndhurst, New Jersey. Best fish and chips you ever want to see. Do
1: they serve it in uh newspaper?
8: Yes they do.
1: No, oh, that's a real fish and, and chips also place have right a there. Whole
8: different they got a big array of seafood, best mussels you ever had. It's always hot and fresh,
1: and the girls, the staff, everything, excellent. That's awesome. Donna in Belleville, thanks for calling in about the thistle in Lyndhurst on New Jersey 101.5. Where's the best fish and chips in the Garden State? 1-800-283-1015. By the way, um, if you can't make a call, you can always drop us a comment on our app chat. Just go right to the New Jersey 101.5 free app. And you can leave us a comment. Producer Kristen will bring it in and read it on the air. Dawn in Piscataway, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Where are you going, and what are you eating tonight?
2: Hi, Eric. Happy Friday. How same, are you? Same
1: to you. Thank you.
2: Nice to talk to you this morning. I go. We go to Mannion's Irish Pub in Somerville, New Jersey, and they have the best fish and chips all year long, not just during this time. But and they also have uh, some seafood selection specials that you can eat as well if people don't like the fish and chips. But the fish and chips are delicious. They're the best ones we ever had, ever. And it's in Somerville. They have live music on Friday and Saturday nights, too. Uh,
1: is it Irish music?
2: No.
8: No. Well, sometimes during March it will be, but um, it's always like classic
2: rock, a lot of a lot of good, excellent musicians. We'll be there tomorrow night. Actually,
6: I know the musician for tomorrow.
1: That's awesome, Dawn. Thanks for calling New Jersey one one point five. Mannion's Irish Pub in Somerville. Um, Fish and chips is just—you don't see it on the menu often, but when I do see it on a menu, I do typically order it. Um, not just in Lent, but at any time. And it's funny because you know it was—we were talking. Um, with Bordeaux, Kathy, when we were in in the break, about there were some chain restaurants. I remember um, Long John Silver's, which I think is still around. I don't know if Long John Silver's is still around anymore. They used to have a location. I thought it was in Hamilton. Because when the kids were young, they used to like to go there um, and get the shrimp. And um, what are they called? Those... uh, Those little round balls uh, that are deep fried. Um, Puppies? Hush hush puppies? Is that right? Um, And then what was the other... Kathy, what was the other place you mentioned? Arthur Treacher's. Arthur Treacher's. And didn't
2: they give you a little hat to wear? Probably.
1: (laughs) Yes, because wasn't that the model for the restaurant in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Yes,
2: he worked there. Yes, Uh, it
1: it wasn't Arthur Treacher's in in the film... But I think it was modeled after that because they had that weird kind of pirate's hat thing going on. Right? Yeah. Uh, You're looking at me funny. Go ahead, guys. Keep going. Are we? Are we completely...
2: I was waiting for Kristen to say
1: something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I really wish that this show had a video simulcast. Because if you could have caught the look that Kristen (laughs) was giving me right at that particular moment. And I know that look because Sandra has that look. Uh Uh-oh. And I get that look. And all I could think of is I'm in trouble, but I don't know why I'm in trouble. But I think somebody's about to tell me why I'm in trouble. Am I in trouble?
2: You're not in trouble. Oh. Just, you guys are just showing your age. That's all. That's all Ooh, I was getting at.
1: Okay. Ouch. That's all. Okay. Well, that's the last we're going to hear, of producer Kristen, <laughs> today. <laughs> all right. Um, what is coming? What is coming up this weekend? Uh, what's on your agenda this weekend? Hey, Saturday is the big polar bear plunge. Are you plunging? Are you freezing for a reason? Are you still raising money for the Special Olympics? Let me know if you are plunging on Saturday. What's your team name and how you're raising money? I'll give you a chance to be able to raise some extra money for the Special Olympics. That's coming up after weather and traffic next on New Jersey 101.5. 101.5. 9.22 it is on a Friday. If it's Friday, that means tomorrow is Saturday. And that means... We're freezing for a reason. For the 28th year, our very own Big Joe Henry will be hosting the Polar Bear Plunge in Seaside Heights. Plungers go off, I believe, at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Are you plunging? Do you have a team name? And maybe we can help you raise some money. Are you running short of your goal? 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. Also, have you plunged in the past? I will confess, I've never done it. I've been there. I've watched it. Um, love the costumes. Love the people Watch there. The energy is just incredible at the polar bear plunge. If you have a story about either being there or plunging in the water or something related to that, because it's for, it's for such a great cause. So I think it was in 2020, they said they had 8,000 plungers. And they expect to break that number. I thought I had read somewhere that one of the people uh, affiliated with the group was hoping they would get 10,000 plungers tomorrow. Now it's going to be sunny. It is going to be relatively cold. Let's see. So Saturday, uh, we got a high of 42 inland. So it's probably going to be a little chillier at the beach. And it's going to be breezy, even though we're going to see some sunshine probably about the time that the plungers are going in. Ryan in Somerset. You're on New Jersey 101.5. You're gonna plunge tomorrow, right? Yes, sir. All right. You got a team? You got a team name? You're doing it solo.
15: Just doing it solo.
1: All right. So how do people find you, Ryan?
15: It's under my name, Ryan Skistemus.
1: And you are what is your goal for this for this year?
15: So I said it's a five hundred. Um I'm a tad short right now. I think I'm at four twenty.
1: Okay. So you want somebody to come in and, and break that. Now, you're going in. It's 1 o'clock, right? That, that's when folks are heading in?
15: Yes. They start loading people onto the beach, I believe, at 1230, start heading down, and then it officially goes off at 1.
1: And have you done this before?
15: I've done this since 2009.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. What was the cold? Do you remember what the coldest it was?
15: Um, it was either 2009. That was really cold or the year that they had to move it to Long Branch because it was raining and it was extremely cold.
1: All right, well, Ryan, good luck tomorrow. Say hi to Big Joe Henry for us, and thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Freezing for a reason tomorrow, Seaside Heights. It's the Polar Bear Plunge. It benefits the Special Olympians in New Jersey. If you're plunging, give me a call. Have you plunged before? What was it like I just can't imagine that level of cold. And is it true that when you come out of the water if it's cold enough that the water actually freezes to your body or freezes in your hair? Kevin in Belford, you're on New Jersey 101.5. So Kevin, you've what did you do? You did a test run already?
10: Well, hey, good morning, Eric. Good to talk to you, brother. Yes, actually, um, I just did the Wildwood Polar Bear Plunge, uh, law enforcement torture Run plunge down in Wildwood on January 15th, Martin Luther King weekend. Uh have a team there of about 78 to 90 people. Wow. And uh, actually, I sent in, just sent in a picture through the message app. So, And this was, I believe, my 13th year doing Wildwood. And uh, tomorrow will be my sixth year doing Seaside Heights and Wildwood together. And you
1: got a team going in tomorrow as well?
10: Well, I was supposed to, but they... uh, They chicken out? dropped out on me. uh, (laughs) They did Wildwood and said, hey, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, uh, the frozen hoses out of the uh, South Old Bridge Volunteer Fire Department, I am their chaplain. And uh, been plunging with them for a few years and uh, enjoying that. But it's just one of my favorite causes, Special Olympics. We have several athletes on our team in Wildwood. And uh, we go to work their events and, and do all kinds of involvement and engagement with them. It's really, really awesome and just a great opportunity for The kids in our state especially
1: yeah it's awesome kevin thanks very much for representing the frozen hoses give them your support if you can and good luck tomorrow kevin thanks for calling new jersey 101.5 what do you got going on this weekend cooking anything fun um i don't know what i'm doing this weekend and i don't know what i'm cooking yet um i have to figure that out you know i hadn't even given any thought as to what i'm cooking on saturday what should i cook on saturday any of you got a recipe or something like that you want to share with me? Something that maybe I could I could give a try? 1-800-283-1015. We'll talk about your weekend plans coming up here after we get an update of news, weather, and traffic. Jen will lead us off on that in just a couple of minutes. Then I'll be back to talk to you on New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey Chime Time, 9.37 on a Friday morning in the Great Garden State. I'm Eric Scott sitting in for Bill Spadia. Bill will be back on Monday 1-800-283-1015, our telephone number. Are you going to be taking the plunge tomorrow? New Jersey's Polar Bear Plunge 2024 kicks off tomorrow. Could set records for participation and fundraising. The ocean temperatures and the air temperatures is going to be in the 40s. There is a new way for you to get onto the beach, by the way. And our Dan Alexander writes more about that this morning at nj1015.com. Are you going to be taking the plunge? Are you still trying to raise some money? Maybe we can help you out here this morning. Give us your team name. Have you ever done the plunge before? What's the coldest it's ever been? I've been there. Love the event. It's amazing. Our own Big Joe Henry does such a fantastic job hosting that event. Would you believe it is his 28th year this year hosting the Polar Bear Plunge? 1-800-283-1015. Are you plunging? How many times have you done it? Maybe we can help you raise your money, hit your fundraising goal. Bill in Branchburg, you're on New Jersey 101.5. And, Bill, you are a veteran plunger.
9: Yeah, this will be our number 12.
1: 12. All right. What's your team name?
9: It's Team Todd. Todd, like the name? Todd, C-O-D-D, yeah. Okay.
1: All right. I'm assuming that it's named after somebody
9: named Todd? Correct. Todd is my nephew who uses Special Olympics. Awesome. And, and my son Mark got us involved, and we lost Mark in an accident in 2016.
1: I'm so sorry. So
9: our, yeah, so our theme is we jump for Todd in memory of Mark.
1: Oh, that's Mark awesome.
9: Bob in doing it. Yeah. What so is what's uh, the
1: coldest that you ever remember it being, Bill?
9: The water was I think it was like 35, and uh, the air temperature coming out was definitely cool is it true because and
1: i've seen pictures usually of women that have long hair where they will come out and it's been so cold at times where their hair actually freezes is that true I i've not actually okay and i i have no hair so i can't tell you well much much easier to put a hat on to keep your head warm when you come out of there all right bill listen thanks very much good luck to team todd tomorrow Uh, for the Big Polar Bear Plunge. If you are plunging tomorrow, would love to hear from you. Promote your team. Uh, This is such an amazing event, um, and it's for such a good cause. And listen, the majority of the money, you know, almost 90 cents of every dollar goes to support the Special Olympians and their programs here in New Jersey. If you're not plunging Find a way to donate. Pick one of these team names um, and help support this amazing event. Polar Bear Plunge tomorrow in Seaside Heights. Yes, ocean and air temps are going to be in the 40s. David in Skillman, you're on New Jersey 101.5. You're another veteran plunger, right, David?
11: Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm an athlete. I've I've been plunging for 15 years. I support Special Olympics and the movement. I... I'm a volunteer. I volunteer at every function, every sectional function, every um, every function that comes up, winter games. I packed out the lunches. I do the things for summer games. I volunteer. I'm also an athlete. I play softball and basketball for Special
1: Olympics. That is awesome. David, thank you so much for all of your support for this great event. Do you have a team name, or are you plunging solo tomorrow? Uh,
7: uh, team David Reyes.
1: Team David Reyes, tomorrow at the Polar Bear Plunge. If you can, support Team David Reyes. Good luck tomorrow, David. Stay warm. Thanks for freezing for a reason. And thanks for your support of the Special Olympics on New Jersey 101.5. One o'clock is when they step off, but the festivities begin um, a lot sooner than that. Now, listen, there is a new way onto the beach um, this has become such a popular event that participants are going to be getting on and off the beach at just two entry and exit points. That new map for you is at NJ1015.com this morning. Chris, in Carteret, you're on New Jersey 101.5. You got a good group that's going to be plunging tomorrow, Chris?
10: Yes, we do. Actually, two, two of my kids. Uh, my son is Spotswood firefighter, and my daughter is a Middlesex County Sheriff.
1: Awesome. Um, are there team names?
10: Um, uh, I'm not sure if they have actually have names. I never even bothered asking. I'm just going there, going to this spots with firefighters.
1: That's awesome. So, um, is it their first time or are they veterans?
10: Their first time. So it'll be interesting. Okay. My daughter has done it once before the sheriff, but, um, the firefighter, it's, its first.
1: Well, firefighters, you know, he, he's, he's probably a young fit guy. You know, he'll be one of those guys that's yelling, screaming into the waves, right?
10: Yeah, he's going to go in his red, white, and blue bathing
1: suit, shorty. I'm sure. <laughs> that's that's now, Chris. Are you doing it?
10: Uh, no, but I'm going to
6: gladly
1: watch. <laughs> I feel the same way, Chris. I feel the same way. I admire the fortitude. Um, and thanks yeah. for calling New Jersey 101.5. Good luck um, to the sheriff and the firefighter who will be plunging into the water. It is, I you know. Um, there's a lot of people that just go in there in their bathing suits and whatnot, but I have to tell you, you know, the, the teams that put together the costumes and all of that, and New Jersey 101.5 does a great job of putting together a gallery of some of the best plungers, and that'll be online and on our free mobile app, uh, probably this weekend, maybe not until Monday, um, but we have the, the gallery up from 2023, And you also have the ability, if you are going and you're going to be at the plunge, take photos and you can upload them from your phone right to the New Jersey 101.5 app. And we can include those in the gallery. So if you've got a group shot of your team or you have shots from the beach that you want to share with everybody else in New Jersey, the easiest way to do that is just take that shot and then upload it to the New Jersey 101.5 app. Alexis, in Little Silver, you're on New Jersey 101.5. You got a team going to Seaside tomorrow. We
8: do, yes.
1: What's your team name?
8: Little Silver PBA.
1: All right, Little Silver PBA. you belong to the PBA?
8: I work there as a dispatcher, but there's a bunch of police officers that are on our team that are plunging tomorrow.
1: All right, and are you plunging? I am. Is it your first time? I've done this. Two years. Awesome. And what do you you like best about the event, Alexis? The
8: fundraising that it does for the Special Olympics.
1: Yeah. It is such a good time, and it's such a good fundraiser. Good luck to Little Silver PBA. Support them tomorrow if you can. Alexis, thanks for letting us know on New Jersey 101.5. Everything you need to know if you are headed to the beach tomorrow, including those new entry and exit points on the beach, is at nj1015.com. We'll get an update of weather and traffic and then more with you on New Jersey 101.5. 951 it is. About a Friday morning. It's almost time for us to get out of here. Kristen, even though you were mean to me earlier, (laughs) I will invite you back into the studio. Thanks, Eric. Um, I appreciate that you have this uncanny ability to remind me that I am becoming advanced in age. (laughs) Um, Even though I'm only 53, three, um, yeah, that's a skill that you have.
2: Yeah, you're not that old.
1: No, thank you, you. You're not that you're old. You're welcome. Yep. all right. <laughs> um, I, just, I was laughing because I, I got a message from a friend of mine who's at the gym, and he writes, he goes, I'm having heart palpitations. The toilet paper is under, not over in the men's room, oh, and I just no. can't get my head around it. Um, he's even more ocd than I am that would be a whole topic one day I mean we could probably do an entire morning I have a another friend who calls it beards or mullets do you prefer that's a beard funny. or a mullet with your to- toilet paper
2: that's a thing I mean people oh I are, know
1: it's a thing uh,
2: like Ryan my husband he'll yes. he doesn't care I have to fix it
1: oh no I care I care I do I and it's all right so I don't want to start a whole thing mm. here but what so over or under
2: over 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 you're under? Yes. Makes it so much easier to tear. <laughs> Kathy said over. Over. And it's a cleaner look. It's just easier over. Over. I, I I'm like oh, I don't here even, we go. I don't even know who you people are anymore. Eric. I, I, we only have 2 minutes. This is not a discussion. No, first. it's not. I
1: thought it would look, it was literally one of those like throw I um, you may have to finish this up because I'm like speechless here. I don't know that I can talk for another two minutes. All right. <laughs> Let me take a breath. We'll calm down. Um, this is a great show today. And I love the fact that so many of our listeners are going to support Special Olympics tomorrow. Yes. Um, Big Joe Henry, 28 years I know. he's been hosting this thing. He does such a great job of getting the crowd all riled up and ready to go. We talked about, you know, scary airline stories, those Mm -hmm. things that you did as as a kid that you could never get away with. Now, um, we learn so much about our listeners every time we have a chance to sit and and have a chat. That's true. And I
2: always learn something new about you, Eric. That's Uh, what I love.
1: (laughs) An international man of mystery. Is it the you're you're having a hard time with the over under on the toilet paper, too. This is going to bug me all weekend long now. It's gonna bug me all weekend long. Well, I
2: have an idea. You're filling in for Bill coming up in in probably what two weeks. Okay, it, it's a topic. We're gonna to discuss it. It has to be. Yeah, it we'll has discuss to it. be.
1: I, I just I don't know how we do uh, because I, I I want tell Dennis and Judy that we need another hour.
2: <laughs> I'm sure they would be happy about that.
1: Or have Absolutely. them do the topic coming up.
2: You're frustrated. Oh, I made you angry on a Friday. I'm not
1: angry. I'm just um, I'm, I'm. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> That's the word I'll use. I'm flabbergasted at that whole I, that Yeah, I just, I can't. All right, well, anyway, I appreciate everybody who called in today. Bill will be back on Monday. Dennis and Judy are coming up next. Jen has the news. I'm Eric Scott. Thanks for listening on New Jersey 101.5. <laughs>
0: To the Bill Spadia Show on Demand. Don't forget to check out the latest online from Bill Spadia on our free app or nj1015.com.
4: New